Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast in what seems like an age since we've sat down and talked about the football. Well, me and Gareth anyway. Thanks to no. Frankie Francis for filling in for a couple of weeks for us. Um, but we have lots to get through tonight, don't we? I know, it's been um, Kenny Rogers last few weeks, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Lot, a lot has happened. Uh, including Wembley and yeah. then back-to-back league wins. Mm. Uh, and we have a burden game to uh, preview as well tonight. Doing that with us is founder of A Love Supreme, Martin McFadden. Hiya, how are you doing? You okay, yeah. You recovered from London yet? Yeah, I think I recovered by the time I got home. Did you? I just, it was just, there's so many games. Wednesday seems to be the day when most people said they started to feel human again from the people I've spoken to about the, the trip to London for Wembley. Yeah, I had quite a lot of stuff on the next day, so I was trying to keep myself right. So I was Very professional yeah. in Unfortunately. I'm like the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen you at Wembley. <laughs> I was all right when I was speaking to you, actually. You weren't quite as bad as the woman who sat in front of me who shrieked and then sat down and then puked up all over herself. Oh, really? And, oh, no. and a bag and oh, no. the child in front. Give yeah. us a shout on Twitter if that was you. <laughs> Could be. There's probably a, lot, a number of women who, uh, who endured that fate. But have the post-Wembley Blues been eradicated then by back-to-back league wins? Yeah, they have for me. Um, obviously, Accrington was one of those games. When I went down, it was like, we need to win and we need to put in a good performance. And we did both. And then Rochdale, we didn't play as well. But obviously, there's nothing like a last-minute winner. Um to get yourself excited, especially if you're if you're Mickey Loff and then you <laughs> invade the pitch. He quickly bottled out of that, didn't he? Realised what he'd done and then try he was like trying to pat somebody on the back but at the same time trying to get back over the advertising boards. Quite enjoyed I had to, it. I had to pull him back over. It's a responsible pitch invasion that then. Yeah, it was. A light pitch invasion, <laughs> that's what I'd call it. But you know mild. Fair play to him for uh, you know for trying be, to for being so on brand. Yeah, tr- yeah and trying yeah. to get himself banned for three years. Yeah. The club on a We'll yeah. do that and then just come and see us. We've got some uh, photo evidence. Um, <laughs> I was one who, who said um, before Wembley, and we even said it the night before, and thanks to everybody who came along to that, by the way, uh, our pre-match Wembley show with Stephen Elliott and uh, Nick Barnes. And, and we had the discussion then and said, you know, Wembley, a defeat in this game could be really problematic and really detrimental to, to what we're trying to do. But actually, the next day, I changed my opinion on that. Based on, uh, based on how gutted I felt about it, I thought, actually, you know, it's not like losing a League Cup final or losing an FA Cup final or losing a playoff final. I thought, like, come on, let's go and get promotion now. You know, st- we, we've, we've still got something to play for. Where before, when we'd maybe been in the League Cup final, you think, well, you know, what have you got to play for then? Or let's go out and not try and get relegated or something. It's not the same, as it? We, we still had something to aim for. And it's good to see the players have, have, have obviously thought like that as well. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, obviously, if you lose the playoff final, as we have twice, I don't want to <laughs> remind people, but we were all there, then that's the end of the season, isn't it? And you can't do anything mm. about it until until August. But having a game immediately, on the way back, I was thinking, well, we've now got all these games in hand and we didn't play last week. And, you know, we obviously didn't play a game that weekend in, in the league. So we've kind of, all these games are mounting up. What, was it such a good idea? But the way they've bounced back, and I think what's interesting is we've obviously been quite weakened in terms of what would be the first choice eleven the last couple of games, and then fringe players who've been either criticised throughout the season like Wyke or just people haven't seen, thought they were that good players like McGeeck have mm. come in and been our best players. They've took their chance, haven't they? Yeah, and the, you know the, it was good that he kept that eleven, and you know Honeyman came back in, didn't get straight back in, and you know Ledbetter. 
It's great to see Ledbetter at the end, like, you know, getting in the celebrations and, you know, it, it does show that, you know, he's been playing every week and he's been dropped, essentially. Um, and, you know, he's not twisting about it. And McGeoch will come in and play the way he's played. You know, the attitude, like, you know, Jack Ross has talked about, and, and Oviedo as well, you know, Jack Ross has talked about the attitude of players in that squad. Um, and you can see, you know, they've got a great, you know, group there of players who've, you know, obviously got, um, you know, they're the completely focused and the task in hand. And you look, you know, we're missing McGeady, who's, you know, rated as one of the top three players in this division. I know he didn't win the award last night. I think it was James Collins who won the award at Luton. But yeah, they love Luton, don't they? Yeah, but, Luton, you know... Luton loving, no yeah, surprise but, there at all. you know, he is one of the best players, arguably the best player in the division. And we missed we we missed him on 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 uh, on Saturday, but you know I think that that game was probably one of the most League One games seen this season. It was the pitch I thought was actually worse than Accrington. I thought you know at least the ball ran through on the pitch Accrington, maybe more difficult to, to travel on, but it was just you know bouncing off and trenches and coming off at weird angles, and the, it was rock hard. People couldn't get the ball down. There was loads of you know, people just lumping the ball back into the air and lots of second balls. You know, you know, McGeoch was trying to get on it and it was still bobbling around at his feet, but they were trying to do the right things. Um, you know, I think, you know, they they near enough had what, one shot, you know. One shot game, on target, didn't they? Um, and scored, fair enough, but... Although McLaughlin did have to tip yeah, one over the ball. Oh, that like, yeah. own goal, yeah. nearly. <laughs> like a, a rubbish version of the Kevin Ball one against Newcastle in the ring. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I like the reaction from Jack Ross, by the way, because early in the season, we we credited him a lot by saying he was really reacting to things. He was changing things tactically, um, starting from that first game uh, against Charlton. And I think perhaps once Catamall and then certainly Ledbetter to come into the team, I, I just feel like he was getting more cautious as, as the games went on. He thought, I've just got the players to do this here to keep a, sh- a certain shape and it should be enough to make us win games. And I think because he was so cautious at Wembley, that's possibly cost us that particular game, which is a harsh lesson on him where you get punished at a, on a big occasion like that. But I think fair play to him that the very next game against Accrington, he's reacted and he's, he's changed it up. He's played two up front. He's took people out of the team for a rest and he's put other people in and he's trusted them. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think his his substitutions at Wembley cost us the game undoubtedly. Playing no forwards for half an hour. Now we're playing two, and then I, I've thought about this with Ledbetter and Catamol. Obviously, the they're getting on, so they haven't got the legs. But you don't often substitute central midfielders and central defenders just because yeah. just because of the way the games go. And we've obviously had McGeek on the bench for a while, and you think, well, is that a waste of a substitution to bring him on? Um, you just tend to do it if there's if there's an injury, but um, it'd be interesting. To see, I mean, obviously he played that game, he played that team against Accrington. He probably would have played a completely different team against Rochdale if we hadn't have beaten Accrington. But it, but it was good that I think if people come in and do well and retain their places, then <clears throat> I think that's that's a good attitude. It sort of breeds it breeds a sort of a good vibe for the camp. And I think one of the things he was worried about when he's never handled a squad this big in his in his short career. So I don't think he initially wanted that many players to come in over the Christmas. Um, but now with the injuries, which are obviously bound to happen in the odd suspension, he's had to, he's had to rotate. And there's, think, there's a game every three days. I think the you know the, going back to what you're saying about Jack Ross in the in the final, I think you know yeah his substitutions were a bit odd, but at the same time, mm. I think 
you know, they might we don't know if they've worked on stuff or they've tried things, and he explained why he put Gooch up, put Gooch up front. I don't mind it. Maybe overthought it a little bit, but at least there's some logic behind it. It's not, you know, let's just chuck loads of forwards on when we're losing because we'll that might create better, you know, the Steve Bruce method of let's put four forwards on the pitch because they might score a goal. It's like, well, I think the substitution that would have been good in that final would have been McGeoch coming on mm. because I think it felt as though we need to get somebody who might just get on the ball and, and try and hold mm-hmm. it. And I think he's probably the best at doing that in, in the group we've got. It was when he took Grig off for me and didn't put, yeah. put Wyke on a replacement yeah. and just pushed Portsmouth 10 yards yeah, further forward. And I think obviously the two games that have come after that have proved that like Wyke would have been capable of yeah. of holding his own. And obviously he got he got an assist. And there was a lot of set pieces as well, which like defensively he could have he could have helped out on. Um That's I mean right. he could have even gone to three at the back and brought Dunn on, but the game's gone, you know, we lost yeah. it. But yeah. we were massively in charge of it and he was stood there for a while not not knowing what to do and yeah. during that period for me that's that's when that's when we lost it. But again it's a Mickey Mouse Cup. We didn't want it. We just want promotion. <laughs> but I think, I think yeah, it makes I it think even more impressive that he's changed things though straight away. Yeah, he he said, right, okay, I'm not going to just go put the same team out, play the same way. I need a reaction <clears> and change the things around. I'm going to try and get a reaction. I think it's worth remembering, you know, with him that you've got to give him leeway. Like like you were saying, this is, a lot of this is new to him, mm. you know, and he's a young manager and he's going to make mistakes. But I think it's important that you know, I understand the the occasion. People would be like, you know, getting into him, and that's fine. Didn't lose the game, remember? Yeah, but at mm. the same time, it, it is a case of you know, if if he's making this, I don't think he makes the same mistakes every week. And if it was a constant thing, I think it would be an issue. But it isn't. And I, th- I also think it's all right for managers to come out and say, "Yeah, I made a mistake mm-hmm. there," in oh, the course. same in the same way as defenders yeah. do when they mess up yeah. and they put their hand up. And I think the the quotes that he came out afterwards, where he kind of tried to explain it, he was just beating about the bush, and he, sh- and he could have just said like, "Yeah, in hindsight, I thought well, I could bring White on, and because s- I had that extra substitute yeah. in an in injury time." But then it still took him how yeah. many minutes? Mm. Twenty think, minutes. You know, if you win, to, if you win the game, it, you know? it's the stage, but if you win, just... if you win the game on penalties, nobody's <clears throat> probably talking about it. Um, but you, you know, we yeah, didn't, and, and, and yeah, and, and we we didn't lose the game. Like yeah. if that was a league game, it's a point each. We didn't yeah. lose the game. Do you know what I mean? So it, that would be one way to say, like, quite he got that wrong. But we didn't. It didn't cost us because we didn't lose it. But like you say, we're, we're not dwelling on Wembley or anything anymore. Anyway, um, one thing I would say about Portsmouth and and also Burton football, in my experience, has got a weird way of kind of like coming back and slapping you on the face or like evening things out. And I feel the two games against Portsmouth this year we've been really unlucky not to win them both and I've just got like a nice feeling that we're going to beat them in the game up here and that's going to be the game that's going to decide off well, that would be nice wouldn't it we, wanna, we spoke about that at work today yeah. do you want to talk shall we, I don't know if you've got this down but I did did some um, boring uh, <laughs> calculations based on the, the next few games no no we'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do that definitely do that because um, we we're going to talk about the now. burn game and all. I, would just, would just, I think we'll just finish up on, on, on some of the, the the stuff that's happened in the last couple of games. I wasn't. Well, Mc, Mc, I want to. I just want to make a point on McGeek, by the way, because people are rewriting history with our our opinion of uh, of Dylan McGeek. Well, we've come on here lots of times and actually said we think he'd be better for Sunderland in the championship. You said that. Then it, well, I'm just trying to. And we've said that he's been unlucky. He was yeah. unlucky to get dropped after Luton, yeah. and he has and, played, he has played well, and, and he's played. And 
yeah, okay. Well, I've said I, th- I think it would be better in the championship for us anyway. I think just some games when you need to take them by the scruff of the neck, it's probably not suited to him. When we go up a level, I think he'd, he'd be much better for it. Um, but also, we made a joke thing about giving him a six in the player ratings and stuff like that. But that's not that's you know that's not having a go at him if we would give him a three if we thought he was crap wouldn't we do you know what I mean I think it's what's like, happened with him like over the summer he looked like he was going to be one of our key players yeah. and I've always thought he was he was a quality player but I, I think Jack Ross didn't expect um, Catamult to stay or to be as good this season as he has been and he probably didn't expect to sign Ledbetter either the, the one position we didn't need covering mm-hmm. at Christmas was was um, was centre midfield but obviously if somebody of that quality becomes available so I think mcgeek has been really patient and really unlucky and he's taken his chance you know Wyke's a different one where he hasn't scored for a long time and he's a striker he hasn't had that many chances but it's just great that they've both come good at at the right time I kind of like the fact that the keeper probably should have saved Wyke's goal at Rochdale and the reason for that is because it almost gives a striker a reminder that you know what shoot you get turn and get a shot away and mm. it doesn't have to be the perfect finish and it doesn't well, have to fly in the top corner it, or the bottom corner 100 mile an hour because centre forward score goals especially in this le- at this level like yeah. that all the time and I liked it that he just turned and he got a shot away because I would want him to be encouraged to do that and try that more often That's a, it's a pitch again that he scored that goal I think yeah. it's a, like quick across the ground the ball's yeah. rock, rock hard and it's like you know the ball was all being over hit all the time I think he just like you know all you need to do is once you've got that momentum you know, which you know is good, a good turn and finish. Good play by Hume again. Who I thought actually had a bit of a poor game at the weekend. Um, and Oviedo did really well, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Oviedo start the game um, now to, on, against Burton um, because you forget he's actually like if you're a Rochdale fan, you go and they're bringing like Brian Oviedo off the bench who was playing the Premier League too like he'd play in the Premier League for a long period of his career probably still could to be fair yeah players were like you know like internationally and yeah it's just in the World Cup and that and they must be thinking he can't get he couldn't even get in the 18 and he's him coming on and I thought he did really well when he came on um, he was involved he's in probably, this he's probably only on the bench because of our lack of like width yeah. not not because of our cover for left yeah. back you yeah. know um he was getting involved in the celebrations yeah, as well. Was. To say, I think it? you know he's always been professional on yeah, the pitch yeah. anyway. Yeah, as far Absol- as we can yeah, see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would, I would start him against Burton. Um, in, based on, again, if you, you do well, you stay in the team. If somebody else comes in and does better than you, which I thought he did, um, you know, and the, I thought he, he was massive, like in, integral in the, you know, the the surge towards the end. For the winner, um, I think he should stay in. Interesting. We'll go through that in a second. What about um, Luke 9 Another assist for him. That is the perfect player to put a ball when you're crossing it, and he has the habit of doing that, doesn't he? It's like he's played that position all his life. It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the goal as well, like Honeyman sort of started and finished it, and it was, it was like a late run into the box and a great a great pass from McGeek in the air because, like you say, the ball was bobbling, so he just started pinging the ball yeah. to like people's feet. Yeah. But he was like spinning it so as soon as you touch it, you've got control. He wasn't like smashing it yeah. like some players might. Um, I like Jack Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> and we go over five feet over um, O'Neill's head and send it to his feet. Yeah. Might be a bit harsh. But yeah, like O'Neill looked like a, a major threat, didn't he? And how many players did we have in the six yard box? It was like yeah. Yeah. Honeyman was like not that far from goal, but there was like three players in front of him. So it was. 
it was the type of goal that we don't score, to be honest with you. But um, we kept on pressing. Desire, isn't it? That, and that's what they've, they've got in abundance. I just desire. Think, oh, nine just he seems to improve every week. And I know he has the odd off game and stuff like that. But considering you know where he's come from, in, when we look at teams. Um, who've been down there, like uh, Doherty who scored for Wolves in the semi-finals, and he played for Wolves in League One, and Bournemouth have a few players, and I know we were having a discussion internally in the group chat and stuff, saying, do we have many young players that we can, you know, are we lucky enough to go up through the leagues who mm. can come with us, but the more I say of him, you know, the more I think he, I could, think he could be one of those. He's I got a great he, touch, I think Hume he? can as well, yeah. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. If we keep, obviously he's got his contract, um, he needs to sign, if whatever happens there, we'll see, I guess, but I think his touch, or nine is is excellent. I thought he was our man of the match at the weekend. He drove and our main attacking threat, I felt, was so positive down that right-hand side. Um, you know, like, first half, everything was coming down the right for us. Mm. And, you know, I thought Morgan had a pretty poor game, really. He was a bit anonymous, and it was a bit disappointing when Gooch came off, because although Gooch can be hit and miss... Um, at least he was, you know, getting on the ball and trying to make things happen. Whereas Morgan just couldn't seem to get into the game. Um, I'd imagine, you know, but Gooch is going to be out now, so I imagine it'll be Morgan. I do like Morgan. Mm. And I think he's. I thought he was excellent in the first half of the. I don't think you're going to get consistency final. from Morgan. No, and it's just not going to happen. He came on it. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, McGee, you'd imagine he'll be back in, and you'll have, you know, you'll have Morgan, and you, you know, you're going to have. You, if you put whoever you put in the middle, you're going to be like, yeah, that's all right. I think McGee should keep his place. But, but right, so you think let, let let's do that now then. Um, so starting with um, you, you think McGee's going to keep his place. I think McGee will keep. So his let place. But, so what do you think, Martin? Because that will be three games in seven days. So you you kind of think like Ledbetter. I, think I would imagine Ledbetter's going to come in for some. Yeah, he's got it. I think McGee's quite economical. I think I think powers. You know, I think I think power's the sort of the weakest of the, but, but, the sort but, of but, ones but, that we're talking talk about. People, and obviously, like Catamol could probably play as I well if, leave, we, if we needed him. Catamol's out, isn't I would he? Just leave, I would just leave him. I, I, leave I him think out of West. He's played yeah, a lot of games. Yeah. Would, would there would be an argument that Ledbetter and McGeek would both be too deep? To play I together? think McGeek, like early in his career, he's more attacking, so I think he can pick that up. Okay, but I think you know if we play four four two. But then where would Honeyman go for yeah. play four four two? I think if we play four four two, I don't really mind. Um, I don't think he will play four four. But then is it, he can't. I don't think he can drop white. You'd have to maybe you'd have to give Grig a rest. He might, but he might do that. Grig Grig played Grigg's at Wembley. Yeah, Grig played at Wembley, yeah. and then he, I mean, he, and then he played three games. It's it's not dropping somebody. It's yeah. resting somebody, isn't it? And Grig will be a good substitute to come off the bench. I think. Exactly. I think. I think. Exactly. They, I think um, if they do play four four two, then I think. You know, you, you, Ledbetter and um, McGeoch would be a good partnership, and I think also, um, you know, from set pieces as well. You know, if we don't have Ledbetter, you know, I think it it becomes problematic. I mean, the great thing is, I mean, Maguire could well be back on on, on Saturday. Yeah, I think Maguire is back Saturday. He's, that well, that I, was his target. I was reading quotes that it's probably going to be Doncaster. Well, again, for Maguire, you know, it's. We're going to have him back for five, six games. I mean, that's mm. a great boost to, to get a player who's been so influential. It looks like Catamol's out. McGeady, he said he wasn't sure. He's training. He's going to assess him closer to the game tomorrow. I think. So. Yeah, I think it's handling. I think if it was the last game of the season, they could yeah. all play. To be honest with you, I mean, I mean, Maguire was driving around with a broken leg. You know, he'd, he'd probably play now if there was a five-a-side match on. Yeah, he's he's like desperate to get back, but. What I heard last week was like Coventry was the target, and he was and he was on target for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean they've said it the other Doncaster. 
Yeah. Because he's back training, but I don't think it's come too early for him this maybe week. He'll, maybe he'll be on the bench. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. And we've got, I mean, Honeyman could play in a wide area if McGee's not fit. I would be happy with that. I think he can do more than a decent job out there, especially, uh, and I mean, that's where he played at the weekend, didn't he? He came on and played in a wide position. Um, yeah, he didn't really hold that position, though, did he? But... But probably, I think that, probably because he scored the goal, it was a good thing yeah. that he didn't hold that position. But I think that's what the the wingers are always like that in the season. Yeah. They come into the middle and try and pick the ball up in the spaces and try and sort of like break the lines. And you know, I think that's what makes us so difficult to defend against. I think um, in the game down there, you know, they were a, probably just because they won, just because they beat us. I'm thinking about it in a, in a different way, but they were probably just as powerful as Shrewsbury <coughs> and a lot Gillingham and a lot of teams. But I think maybe he's having Hume and Wyke in the eleven. Would would give us like more power and more mm. aerial ability than than having Oviedo and 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 Maybe. Greg, you know. So he's he's probably thinking in that way. And like you say, he's done the four four two for those last two games. But I'll I wouldn't be surprised if he if he did just play yeah. one up front. And also, I think uh, it, he could play still play two up front and and play power in the middle and not and then maybe not put somebody like Morgan in, have mm. Honeyman float behind mm. the two strikers, yeah. then have Power um, McGeoch. Um, and I think if you played, if you if you played him, so one <laughs> what's the other one? I think if you played total mind blank. Um, I, I guess I mean you could probably do it either side. I mean I prefer McGeady on the left hand side. I don't think he seems. I don't think he played McGeady. He, he said he's not sure about him. And for I, me, I just think if there's any element of risk yeah. whatsoever, then you know w- would you play him? Personally, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you could play that four three in like a narrow four three three. So Honeyman yeah. behind the two strikers, and then with a uh, little bit of power and McGeoch yeah. across the midfield, and we've naturally got attacking fullbacks I think, anyway. I think that's why who you know, provide the width then in that situation. You might fancy putting Oviedo in because I think he showed earlier mm-hmm. in the season yep. he, he he covers that side of the pitch well. Whereas Hume's in you know in experience, isn't he? He's excellent going forward, and he goes on these sort of mazy runs, doesn't he? Um, but the thing is, if he gives a ball away there. And there's there's nobody covering. You got problems. So. We just tend to be with Oviedo. I mean, obviously he's a quality player, but when we're playing against the bigger teams, they play yeah. they play it in the air down his channel. Yeah. Whereas like Hume and O'Neill are both good in the yeah. air. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that's the game for him. Um. <clears throat> but obviously it's it's up to the manager. But I do think Ledbetter has to come back in because Power was taking most of the corners and free kicks, and I think the difference in quality you get from Power yeah. and Ledbetter. Is um is quite large. Yeah, you know? I think it, Pat, I think you'd even say that. I think led bit of than the vast majority of the squad from set pieces. Mm. Yeah, like no disrespect to anyone, you know, but um, we've really missed him before he came. We didn't look like scoring from set pieces. Well, I think we'd only scored we once all season from set pieces. Yeah. I think, and now we don't look like scoring from set pieces again yeah. without him in the team. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Just having a look at some tweets because we asked people what they thought. Michael Bowes is saying keep the team that finished against Rochdale, except maybe led bit in for power, which is kind of what. Yeah. Mm. We were seeing there, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah that's pretty fair. much. Yeah. yeah, I think something. I had all these favourite yeah. and all those loads of flag stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. it's getting in the way. I, I think. Like, um, I think something to take into account as well as I was reading that um, apparently Burton's two first choice centre backs could well be out. Um, so, nice. that's, so it's had something to think about um, in terms of if you're going to put two up front and if you're somebody coming into the team. I mean, obviously they'll be batting themselves to perform, but you probably don't want to go up against. Will Grigg and Charlie White if you haven't been playing there. Plum no. Dog Millionaire wants um a three five two um with Oviedo or nine or nine to be the width kinda of similar to what we're saying, but he will put an extra centre 
centre back in there uh, and bring Ledbetter in for power, which seems to be mm. quite a popular. That you get two up front doing that. Do I, you need, I, you know, I thing is, all, with the three, I like this back three, but do you need McGeoch in a in the team with three at the back and, and Ledbetter? Yeah, exactly. It, it just comes a little. It becomes a little <clears> bit very uh, deep. Yeah, it does. Um, I, d- I don't know. You might have to take if you want to play three at the back. You might have to take McGeoch out, which I think people would. Mac and Matty's actually gone for the team that I suggested, which is like the diamond, which is the back four with Ledbetter and McGeoch and Power and Honeyman behind White and Grigg, which is the diamond, which is it's what I suggested yeah. because it, it does work as a diamond yeah. that and because yeah. the fullbacks provide the width. So I'm with Mac and I think, on that I one. think the, you know the 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 stakes that are on the game tomorrow. You could ar- you could argue that it's our biggest game of the season. In that we know that if we avoid defeat, we'll be second. And you know, but to win that game, I think psychologically, you know, I was thinking back to the Warsaw game. I mean, there's no way on earth Barnsley should have won that Warsaw game, but mm-hmm. the one scored in the last minute, and they were probably thinking that, like, psychologically, I was watching that and I was absolutely gutted. Um, so I bet you at the weekend, once you know, they saw they were probably thinking, oh, well, at least they won all, mm-hmm. and then they saw the result come in after they've been battered, and then they're probably thinking, well, we had a tough game against Burton, but I think. You know, you, you look at the way Barnsley have played recently. You've seen obviously two of the games, well, three of the games because they played us. They just don't look threatening. Yeah. Um, and saying that I've probably said that they'll probably go and beat whoever they're playing this week at five <laughs> nil or yeah. something. Don't text it. The last, the last one on the team is Matthew um, M Jack or nineteen eighty nine regular listener Sterling in for Gooch. Of I thought he was good mm-hmm. against Sterling. Like when he yeah, came, yeah, you could argue that he's, about, he's worthy he? of a start, like over Morgan even. He could probably play. He could probably yeah. play out wider. A lot of five. A lot of people are going for Oviedo on the left. Are you looking at uh, when we ask people Oviedo, Oviedo, Oviedo for Hume? A lot of people saying that. Yeah. So um, either way, you wouldn't be disappointed. No, would you? We'll have a little, a little break thing now. You might or might not hear another, and then Gareth's going to bore us with whatever the, the thing he was going to bore us with is. Okay. Um, we are now. Was it just like a look at the head of the season, guys? Oh, sorry, your phone. I'm trying. I was picking. I usually got my phone there, so I marked down where <laughs> I put that break, and I'm trying to do it on Martin's phone. I had to retrieve Michael Loft's phone from the, from yeah, the pitch about on, this. on Saturday as well. <laughs> Did you drop it on the pitch? Yeah, I thought it was a girl's phone. To be fair, because it was pink. I just thought I'd get that out there. <laughs> um, just mark this down. Yeah, that's even more boring than the thing I'm going to talk about. Um, so I was looking at it the weekend and. You know, you're thinking about things in the shower. That's what I'm doing <laughs> in the morning now. I'm getting washed, like doing all the like calculations, like what could Who happen. Who said men call multitask? If everybody, if everybody loses, then we go up. That, that's basically <laughs> where I am. No, but the, basically, Barnsley can only get 94 points. Uh, Portsmouth can only get 95 points. Um, and that means they have to win every game. Um, to get 95 points, we need to take 16 points from our last seven which is about 2.38 points per game. Um, we're currently going at 2.02 points per game. Um, but, obviously, that's a, that's taken into account that Are they gonna everyone's win every game? got to win yeah. every game. So, if you, so if you're being really ambitious, I would say 93. 93. I would say and 95 guarantees it. Except us in Portsmouth. No. no. But, uh, bizarrely, does. Portsmouth have got to play Coventry. <clears throat> and they've got to play um, Doc Burton and they've got to play us yeah, I think so the same, I think it? we've got nearly the same fixtures mm. um, but obviously we play Portsmouth as well so if, if we take points off them in that game that picture changes but 95 points from where we are now 16 points from 7 games just over 2 points a game if we win our next 2 
We mm. only need two points a game to get promotion um, from our last five. How do you get two points a game these days? Well, on average. I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> try not. Don't be clever. So, what, so you're what, so what you saying? What's the target? You think ninety-three? I think ninety-three will do it. And what are we on now? Uh, that's fourteen points. That's two 14. points a game. So I think we'll, I think points. we'll win every game. <coughs> so yeah, we've got we've got statement. we've got six left, haven't we? So let's no, we've got seven left. Oh, we've got seven left. Yeah, we? we've got seven. Right. So let's say we win three of those. We've got seven. Portsmouth. No, got six. four from seven should be doable. So let's say we win four of those and draw that's two. That's twelve. We need to draw two of them. Especially if we draw especially if we draw against Portsmouth, which obviously takes points off them. So but I would say ninety three I mean ninety three has probably been you know, especially the form that Barnsley are in. Um for, Portsmouth have been an excellent form. Yeah, you could have. argue that they're the they're the major threat. I think they've won six or seven or seven in the last eight. Um and they've scored quite a few goals. Um but I think we're about six ahead on goal difference in Portsmouth and we're obviously one behind on goal difference of Barnsley, but should we win the two games in hand, that'll be overtaken. Portsmouth's game in hand is the night we play Fleetwood. Um, Wouldn't it be just amazing if we give someone a Tongan? <clears throat> like we, we we've been asking for it all yeah. season, and, and and you're talking like well, I think like probably, you know like I a five. Ac- and, and I'm not Ac- trying to get carried away. The way we played Acton was probably that game because we absolutely annihilated mm, them. But it'd be good to do that at home, really, because you you feel like. The floodgates <coughs> could open up, and that would just send a message to everybody yeah. in the league, wouldn't it? Now Burton are a difficult team. They've yeah. already beaten us this season. Remember Burton? Uh, they've just beaten Barnsley as well. Sorry, oh, uh, they knocked, knocked, knocked Borough out of the another quarterfinals inter- another in, the, in, the, in the League Cup. Talking about stats, if you look at Barnsley's stats since Keith Moore got injured, I think initially everyone was thinking, "Oh, that's them finished," but they did all right. But now they're dropping off. Um, they've had very, they've had a very poor return, and I feel as if. With the Burton game, unless I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were actually the last team to beat us in the league at the Stadium of Light. They will be, yeah. When, they, be, when yeah. they relegate, because yeah, the game after that yeah, was yeah. Wolves, <coughs> and they've only and they've one of the teams beat us this season. As yeah, well, so. so I kind of like feel as if we owe them one as mm. well, and we've, we'll 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 come full circle uh, by by beating them. And it's relevant because well. the, the, the players will know that mm. you know that that is an extra message, an extra motivational yeah. message, isn't it? You know, you've lost to these guys yeah. already this yeah. season, and I think if we win that game in hand against them. It will be quite sort of, it will it it, it will be like a, an important moment yeah. because because we'll have come full circle. I just, I I'd just also uh, say it's probably quite good news is I think Coventry's races run for the playoffs as well. Um, they've got fifty eight points. I drew nil nil yesterday with uh, Bristol Rovers. They've got fifty eight points. The goal difference is naught. <coughs> so and and Doncaster's in sixth place and their goal difference is 17 and they're eight points ahead so eight points yeah it's a lot so that's nine it? points <clears throat> to get above them obviously with in five games so they've got to win three at least three of the games and hope that um hope that don't has to basically don't pick up any more points so i think that they're probably done um really so maybe psychologically um for them it's probably the last chance to have a I think as well, Nigel, Nigel Cliff will probably be quite happy if we go up. <coughs> so I feel just like poisoning these players. Well, he, he was he quite happy to send exactly, us down, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> didn't, he didn't care when he relegated <laughs> no, no. us, did they? Him and Darren I ben. guess they had, it was also yeah. them, I guess, at the time. It was it would have been his opinion. Yeah. If you're going to be cynical and say that. Um, Covenant are playing well away, though. I just think people need to be calm if, yeah. if you know. Well, he, it's, it's, the thing is, three points tomorrow. Whatever the result will make a massive difference psychologically to the rest of the division. Look, you know, 
they finally there's one of the games in hand you're all saying you wouldn't rather have because the, yeah. the the line is I'll rather have points on the board than the game in hand. And, and when, we'll, whenever you we'll hear any, both. yeah, and then whenever you hear anybody discuss it, that's what they say. So you think, okay, he's one of the two games in hand. We've got win it, and we're in second. Oh look, yeah, you know, three we, know, we, we can't, we can't do hand. it. Yeah, we can't do it. And um, even five, even even five even points a, ahead of Portsmouth as well. I know, like a, a goal I know, yeah, like a point would put us second as well, still with a game in hand. And it's not the end of the world if that happens. But I would be a little bit disappointed if that did happen because you just kind of edge it ahead of them, and you just—I I look at the way in the championship, look at the way Sheffield United and Leeds are, are changing places <coughs> every week, and they've been in form all season, but they're starting to lose now. The two of them, and they're starting to swap position, that but second position every week, and that, I really could, that th- could still happen. I really think we've got the momentum at the right time. We've got we've got players like you're saying, you know, like people like White and McGee are coming in. White's probably in the best form he's been in since he's been here. Mm. You know, Greg started to get a, you know, he's, he's scored in a few league games now. Um, yeah, he scored two out of the last three yeah, league games, and people are still complaining about him. But, you, know. you know, and I think he's played quite well. His general play has been pretty good. It has. But, <clears throat> but um, I think it's important to remember as well that we are going to drop points. Over the course of the season, over the course of the end of the season, and so the other we teams, might not, we might not. We but might not. Let's we, be positive. Be, but I'm saying, be prepared for the fact. I'm trying to be positive, and that I'm saying, if we do, it's not. If we lose three on the bounce, then you'd be concerned. But if you know, if we if we take seven points from the next three games, that's not a bad return. I mean, we've got of five. To, we've got. I know, but I think. How many a, did think, you say we need? Forty. I think. I think we need. We, well, sixteen guarantees it. We need about thirteen. We think though. that would that would mean that Portsmouth have to win six games. Now, if Portsmouth win the next six games, they might pip us on ninety five because they'd have probably their goal difference would be better mm. than ours. Me, I mean, all the six behind, but you'd think you it's know ours, it's ours to win, isn't it? We should we shouldn't we shouldn't have to yeah. worry about the other teams. No. Just worry about ourselves. But I think we should. You know, it'd be nice. You know, to <clears throat> get to the stage where you know if they drop some points, we win our next two games. We can look mm. and go well. We've got say eighty five points with five games to go and we might be looking at going you know we need seven points from our next five games I think to go ultimately if we, if we beat Fleetwood and Burton and don't lose against Portsmouth I can't see how yeah. we can't go up I think if we win the next two games we'll go up I think mm. if, if we win tomorrow I'm extremely confident <coughs> even if we win and then draw the weekend I'm still extremely confident because like you say then we play we've got positive play but if they don't beat us then that's significant anyway nothing about Barnsley's form suggests they're going to win five out of five games <coughs> And now they might pick it back up yeah. uh, and go win three out of five. What would that? What would that put them on? In if they won, if they won three in terms out of those, five, if that's all they would have get nine points. Of? They'd have eighty-eight points. Is that no? Yeah, eighty-eight right. points. And we don't. And we the position we're in. If we don't get minimum ninety points, we don't deserve the cup. Really, no. I think you know we're we're on course for the ninety-two. I would have thought, um, which is the two points a game over the course of the season. Usually that's enough, um, but it's you know I think you know ninety three looking at it, and that's being optimistic. I think um, we've got those extra two. They, you know, Barnsley have got to get ninety two points in five games now. So from mm-hmm. their last five, they need four wins and a draw to get ninety two points, don't they? Is that right? Yeah, to, no, to get ninety three points, they mm-hmm. need four wins and a draw. I hope so, everyone's listening <coughs> to the calculators. This week, no, no, I'm trying it's going to have to take our word for it. <laughs> no, around no, then, no, around then, no, they would. Then, it would yeah. be it would drop two points, wouldn't it? So mm. yeah, to get ninety-two points, they'd need four wins and a draw, um, which is a you know I would say that's a pretty uh, pretty tall order at this stage of the season. Um, we did a poll asking people um, promotion now champions twenty-two percent. 
I think people, you know, we haven't even discussed that here, to yeah. be honest. I, I, I think you will see Luton's what form just looks to be too good. Although it's not, it's not, it's not <coughs> impossible at all yeah. if we win our games in hand. Yeah, I mean, um, if we won every game, we get a hundred points. Imagine if you got what did that and you, um, you know, got a hundred points and didn't win the league. Mm. I mean, it'd be a pretty strong league. But I would say there was a nice little sort of historical footnote type thing that remember when we went up under Keane on the last day of the season. We beat Luton five nil. Yeah, we did. And yeah. then um, Birmingham dropped Lost. points yeah. at Preston, and we won the league as a result. Mm-hmm. So it'd be quite a nice little, I don't know, like Luton being involved and yeah. overtaking Luton in that sense. But you know, if you're a bit of a weirdo like me, I think that's quite. <laughs> I find that sort of thing quite sort of satisfying. And they've got <laughs> automatic promotion. Is not at the fact I'm a weirdo there, or just agreeing with me. Both, bit of both, both. yeah, yeah. yeah but so I remember, you're a weirdo as well. That that game, I'm not I'm not joining in. <laughs> I remember thinking that game we'll probably never play Luton again. So that shows how much I know. Yeah. Well, they beat us the next season in the League Cup. Yeah, well, the, like the, the, in, the, in, in in the league. Yeah, not, not the League Cup. I mean, uh, now what is seventy one percent think automatic we're going to do it? Now only four percent think we'll go up in the playoffs. Three percent think we'll will fail to go up. So it can, this this can this can change, can't it? That we, we just, you, you know, you, I wonder who the three percent are. Well, the negative ones. Yeah, it can change. I can change. One of them is Michael Martin. <laughs> <laughs> if he's still on Twitter, I don't think he is. Shame. Didn't he leave? Who was telling us? Somebody said he left because he started going on about saying now the fan you should support the team where in the town that you live or something, and everyone reminded him he's not from Newcastle or, <laughs> or whatever. Or he doesn't live in Newcastle. <laughs> and, you know, it seems funny all the grief he gets that that would be the thing that sent him <coughs> over the edge. Like, yeah, cause well. anyway, don't much move on from that. Yeah. How confident are we then, Martin? Come on, what's happening? What about going up? This season, yeah. Yeah, I'm really confident. In second? I think we can win it. I think I think if we I think like you say, if you win the next couple of games, I think Luton will start looking over the shoulders. I'm just good that the Fleetwood games as late as it yeah. is. Because it would be nice. But it, it kinda reminds me of the Keane season when we went up because we, we weren't that We were nowhere se- near, were we? Se- secure. Yeah. I remember being at at Crystal Palace, either side of Christmas, we couldn't score a goal, and people were saying we weren't even finishing the playoffs. And then, like you say, going into the last game, I think we were promoted, but it didn't look like we had, we had to have like Birmingham had to lose, didn't they? Yeah, to win the league, Birmingham yeah. had to lose. Yeah, and um, I just feel as if we've got the momentum at the right time, and there's been so many, there's been so many games where it looked like we were going to get beat like a Wickham and we scored those late goals. You know, it just it just reminds me of that. There's a, I think there's a confidence when I've like been doing player interviews and stuff like that. I just kind of feel as if, you know, I stayed in Megidia, we're going to go up. He's like, well, yeah, of course. We should do, shouldn't we? You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, there's, it's not just a belief. It's almost like an arrogance. And I think yeah. you need that yeah. as it's, well. Uh, Whereas I think, I think Barnsley, all of these other teams would be like something of the main threat. But if we keep on doing what we're doing, because let's face it, the way the season started, we didn't really get going until October. I mean, McGeady, who people say has been our best player, but I think it's McLaughlin, he didn't even play his first game until Burton away, you know. And then look at the players that were playing the the centre-halves that we started the season with. So we had that massive disadvantage. We didn't have a terrible start, but... Mm. We didn't... We didn't had that spell of draws, which all, you know, at the end of the season, if you go up... <clears throat> all those draws look valuable mm. um, and I think that's why sometimes I think it's best to wait before you start like howling, yeah, howling about the fact mm. that well at least this draw against Shrewsbury at home is going to come back to haunt us it's like well we've got like 25 games calm down like we've mm. lost twice 
there's a lot to be said for not losing games. It's you know, true. We I haven't mean, lost we, since December. We have drawn too many, but yeah, like but it won't as, be too many. Loser, if, as, it won't be as, too as, many. If, too many if we go up, though. No, it'll no, be enough. It'll be enough. Mm. You know, Barnsley draw that game um, at Burton. Mm. They'd rather have drawn it than lost it at this stage of the season, and, and they'd have eighty points, and we'd be going well. We need to beat Burton tomorrow night, and it's a different pressure. I think psychologically. They'll be obviously they'll be going to win the game, but mm. I'm just saying it's. I think as long as we don't ease off, because like one of the negatives this <clears> season <throat> is like when we take the lead, we kind of like seem to go. We play really well until we score. Wembley was a good example, but there's been hundreds, well not hundreds because we haven't played a hundred games. And <laughs> feels like we played. Like, it so feels like we've played a like hundred games. But as soon as we take the lead, then we don't play as well, and we got something to protect. We don't seem to go for that second goal. So I think as long as we don't take our foot off the gas. But I think the way everything is with players coming back from injury, fringe players that weren't even on the bench and now in the starting lineup, there's going to be so sort of so much competitiveness within the squad that like no one's guaranteed a place and like in in the team probably apart from the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. And people are going to be on the toes now. If you, I, I know that if the especially if they win against Burton, they're expecting a big crowd on Saturday against Coventry. And I know midweek games are always down. That goes back to. To Roker Park, I was having this conversation earlier with somebody. Actually, it's a bit of a myth to suggest otherwise. I remember when we played um, Arsenal twice mm. under the Premier League under Peter Reid. You know, Burkham scored that yeah, rim, that goal. mint goal in yeah. the FA Cup, and that was when teams put full strength teams out of Burke. I mean, everyone was playing. There were fifteen thousand fans at Roker Park that night, and the stadium was full when we played them in the league a few mm. days later. So, I know we have a lot of fans travelling in from outside I of Sunderland, why, don't yeah. we? And that's generally why crowds are down midweek. But what I would say is, if you're in a position. The go over there if you're a casual fan and you mm. went down Wembley and you're from Sunderland or uh, you can get into Sunderland within half an hour or an hour or whatever just get behind them get there get behind them because we win tomorrow and you feel like we're going to we go feel up, like yeah. we're going to go up. I, I think that's a really good point I think if you if you were desperate to go to Wembley and you're one of those people who were sweating over tickets and you got to Wembley and you're not coming tomorrow night and you can then you need to ask yourself a few questions I wouldn't criticize anybody for not being able to afford it or work issues or living too far away, but if you make this, if you make that decision for yourself and you feel as if you can come and support the team that you love tomorrow night, then get yourself to the stadium. 